Welcome to another inspiring podcast from C3 New Hope. For more information about our church and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. Well, hey church, how's it going? So good to be with you in church at home again this week. Um, I'm so excited to be able to share with you again. And um, we're going to look at our next segment in our series on the book of John. So uh, why don't you come with me to to John chapter 9 and verse 1. And we're going to have a look at a story about a blind man that got healed by Jesus. So it says this, it says, As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither said this man nor his parents sinned, Jesus said. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva and put it in the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means sent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. His neighbours and those who had uh, formerly seen him begging and asked, Isn't this the man or the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that it was. Others said, No, it's not him. But he himself insisted, I am that man or I am the man. How then were your eyes open, they asked. He replied, the man they called Jesus made some mud, put it in my eyes, and he told me to go and wash. So I went and washed and then I could see. Where is this man? They asked him. I do not know, he said. You know, it's a great, I love this story. I love um, this story because it says so much about Jesus. It says so much about the heart of Jesus and, 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 and how Jesus interacts with us. So in this story, we see that Jesus is walking along. He's just on a journey. He's, on, he's going in a certain direction. He happens upon or he comes upon this blind man. And what I love about this is it says that Jesus saw this man and he stops. So, we, so what I love is that Jesus sees us and he will not pass us by. He did not pass this man by. He did not leave this man to his own devices. Jesus' heart went out to this man and he saw him. He saw his pain. He saw his suffering. He saw his struggle. He saw his disappointment. He saw the life that he was living. This man had been blind from birth. So he was a beggar. He, 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 he had nothing. He lived his life begging for whatever people would give him. He had no control over his life whatsoever. And, uh, and we see that Jesus comes upon him and sees him. And I love it that Jesus didn't pass him by. You know, sometimes we can feel like that somehow we are unworthy of what Jesus has for us, that somehow we don't deserve to be uh, acknowledged by Jesus, that we don't deserve to be healed or, or because of what we've done, we don't deserve to have a good life or that Jesus would pass us by that because we're unworthy or, or he wouldn't stop for us because, you know, um, we don't live the type of life that God would want to intervene in. But men, I want to tell you today that Jesus will never pass you by. When you, when he knows the pain on deep down on the inside of you, 
He knows the struggle that we face when we, when we come against opposition, when we come against a struggle, when we're suffering from an illness or, or struggling with something. And, and I love it that Jesus did not pass him by. Jesus did not, did not ignore him, but Jesus saw him. He looked at him and his heart went out to him and he was willing to help him. And you've got to understand that Jesus is willing to, to help you. He's willing to help me. In uh, Matthew 8, 2, there's this story of a leper and he, and he comes to Jesus. He says, you know, if you are willing to heal me, can you heal me? And Jesus' response in verse 3 of that, 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 uh, that scripture is, he says, I am willing. And we've got to understand no matter what we're going through, whatever we're believing for, Jesus is willing to bring that answer. He's willing to bring that healing. He's willing to bring that breakthrough into our life. And I love it that this man is here and the disciples are like, Jesus, why is he, why is he blind? Why is he blind from birth? And they said, did he sin or his mother sin? And Jesus says, listen, neither sinned. Now, there was a theology going around in that time that said that, you know, the Pharisees and the Sadducees uh, believed this uh, theology that, that somehow children could sin in, in the womb and then they would, you know, obviously have these problems in their life because of sin in their life. But, but, but Jesus really dispels that, that myth and says, well, actually, nobody sinned in this man's life. It, 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 it just happened. It just happened in his world. His mom and his dad didn't do something horrific that Jesus identified. The man didn't do anything that it would have been deserving of being blind. And so Jesus said, neither of them did. But this happened so that the glory of God or, or the works of God could be revealed in this situation in his life. You know, I believe we need to have an attitude in our minds when we're facing our challenges that what I'm currently going through, what I'm currently facing in life, whether it be a, a, a bad diagnosis or a, or a financial trouble or, or it could be a family problem or a breakdown of relationship or it could be something we're believing for, but yet we haven't seen it come to pass. I believe our attitude should simply be this. Instead of trying to find reasons why or excuses why it hasn't happened or why it can't happen or, or why it is happening, we just look beyond that just like Jesus did in this story and we actually look to the fact that we have an attitude in our heart that what I'm currently going through is going to be for the glory of God. That what I'm currently going through, I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living, the Bible says. And so we should have an attitude in our heart. It doesn't matter why I'm going through it. If, if It doesn't matter even how sometimes I'm going to get through it. All I'm going to do in all this situation is I'm going to trust and believe that God is going to get me through it. And I trust him with all of my heart and I have faith to believe that God is able to do what he has promised to do. So we see this blind man and it says that Jesus spat in the ground. He pulled some mud together and he wipes it in his eyes. Jesus does something that you would think would make someone blind, not make someone see. And he says, go and wash in the pool. And I wondered why. Why did Jesus do it this way? Because he, he had healed other blind people by just saying a word or by just touching them and telling them they were healed. But in this situation, Jesus spits on the ground 
You know, this is not great for COVID, right? We spit on the ground, make some mud and, and, and put it in people's eyes. And, uh, and, and I felt, you know, why did he do it this way? And I believe in my heart, the reason why Jesus healed this man differently to other blind people was to show us that there is no limitation. There is no one expected way or one molded box on how Jesus can move in our life. There is no one way. There is no one Absolute. Jesus can do what he only can do in his own way, any way that may be. And our job is to just respond to what he's asking us to do. And that's what this man did. He responded and he, 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 he went down and he washed and, and he came back seeing why. Because he did what Jesus told him to do. The people with the... Uh, with the, um, the, the the, the bottles of water, when Jesus turned water into wine, were told by Jesus' mother, just do what he tells you to do. And, and, and that's the same thing that we have here is just if you're believing for God to bring breakthrough, when you're praying, if he tells you to do something, just do it. Don't question it. Don't argue with it. Don't debate it. If you know that you know it's Jesus telling you to do it, then go for it and, and do what he's called you to do. You know, sometimes it's good to talk to others and get wisdom around it. But generally, I've got to say, just being obedient to God and what he's asking you to do in the moment can be so profound and bring such a great breakthrough into our life. And then what we see as this story progresses is we see this discussion unfolding with the Pharisees about this man's healing. And because they're trying to find a way to un bring Jesus undone, they want to they condemn him. They want to bring him to the point where they can get rid of him, right? Because they don't like Jesus. They don't want nothing to do with Jesus. They don't believe Jesus is the Messiah. But this, you know, so they're saying to this man, well, well, well how is it that you can see? This man that you came across, this Jesus that you're talking about he is a sinner right and this man says this he says this verse in verse 23 sorry 25 he says and he replied whether he is a sinner or not I do not know but one thing I do know I was blind but now I see I was blind but now I see see every one of us has these but now moments in our life with God these but God moments and, and, and these moments, are they're, they're defining moments in our faith. And for this man, it was a defining moment. His, his whole, uh, this man's faith was established on this moment in his life, that he had this but now moment with God. And I don't know about you, but I've had but now moments in my life. When I, a few, many years ago now, I had a work injury with my wrist and I had to go on workers' compensation, have an operation. And the doctor said to me, he said, listen, you will, after the operation, he said, look, the operation was a success, but you'll never lift five kilos ever again with your uh, uh, left arm, left hand, because of the damage that was done. And I remember praying about that and I remember seeking God time and time and time again. Come forward for prayer, nothing happened. Pray again, nothing happened. Do it again, nothing happened. And I remember just one day, one moment in time when I was in a church service and the pastor called, just had a, a word uh, of knowledge for people who had injury in their wrists. So I went forward and you know what happened? Instantly in that moment, God healed me and delivered me and freed me from that infirmity. And, and I found this but now moment with God. And, and, and every one of us, you know, needs a but now from God. What is it right now that's going on in your world that needs God to intervene? You need that but God moment. Like it says in the books, book of Acts 13, 30, it says, but God raised him from the dead. But first of all, that says, 
says, when they had done all that they could or all that they intended to do to Jesus and hang him on the cross, it says, but God raised him from the dead. There was this but God moment in, in his world, in our world, that needs to take place. So what is it you're facing right now? What is it you're going through that you need God to do something? Because the next, very next thing Jesus talks to him after this debate happens, and he's, yeah, this guy's probably feeling a bit challenged, and the Pharisees have really ridiculed him and kicked him out of the room and said, you're, who are you to lecture us? You're nothing but a sinner. And, and then Jesus comes and finds him. And Jesus asked him this question, do you believe in the Son of Man? And here's the thing about the book of John. John wrote this book to people. The way he's written this book, he wrote it intentionally in a way that he was speaking to people that were struggling to believe and were divided in believing that Jesus was the person he said he was, that Jesus was the Messiah. So Jesus says this man, and, and the word believe in the book of John is actually John wrote that word 91 times. And when, John, when something's written that many times in one gospel, you've really got to listen and see what it's saying to you. So 91 times John says believe, believes or believing and, and, and challenge, he's challenging us to believe, to believe that God is able to do what he's promised to do. And I wonder today, do you believe that God is able to do what he's promised to do in your life. Would you dare to believe today? Maybe for the another time. Maybe you've had lots of times. Maybe it's been many years that you've been believing and, and there's disappointment in your heart and there's even maybe you've given up on that dream or that given on, up on that promise that would come to pass. But I wonder today, would you dare to believe again? Would you dare to believe that God is able to do what he's promised to do. In Matthew 21, 22, it says, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. If you believe. The battle is in our ability to keep believing. Keep believing God. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au.